Welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss Lady Energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to Boss Lady Energy. I am Nikki here with Kristen and Courtney. How you guys doing? How you feeling? What's going on? All the feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm exhausted, but this episode really brought my spirits back up. It's we've been smiling, we've been crying. It's been a roller coaster of wonderful emotions. And I'm so excited for this episode. Yeah, if you keep listening, you will hear why we have a special guest on this podcast episode. She is incredible and you do not want to miss it. But of course, we have to do our girl, let me tell you. So girl, let me tell you. I guess I'll start. So, you know, over the past two weeks, um, we've talked about the great resignation with people leaving their jobs. We've talked about, um, you know, how what's next and something that, you know, we talked about on the pod last time was, you know, trying to move forward, but not so far forward, you know, moving on from the past, trying to live in the present when the future still feels so dark. I know personally speaking for myself, I've been a very anxious person lately. I don't know if it's because the holidays are coming up. So a lot of things are starting Mm -hmm. to, you know, slow down a little bit, Um, you know, especially, um, you know, with just I feel like everything. I I don't even know if there's just been very anxious. I feel like my shoulders creep up a lot lately and I'm just trying to, you know, Jay's been trying to tell me to like relax, calm down, like we can plan for the future, but we can't plan too far ahead, like really trying to just. Do it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's been really hard for me. I'm just Mm going to say that I've been very anxious, very anxious lately. Yeah. I mean, it's here's the thing. It's okay to plan. um, But if you're in a season where you don't know what the plan is, it's important to really find Mm -hmm. out what the present is. And that's something that I have had to learn over the years. I wasn't someone who always lived one day at a time. My dad has always been someone who says, keep on living. And I thought that was always so vague. But what he really means is really all you can do is get through that one day. If you focused on the future, you will be anxious. If you focus on the past, you'll be depressed. And, you know, that's just something I'm trying to be better at. But as someone I didn't, I didn't necessarily have anxiety or deal with any kind of anxiety until this pandemic hit or, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, Pandora's box, whatever we want to call okay. it, whatever your phrase is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't deal with that until we didn't know what the future was going to be. Um, I feel like I've gotten better with it. But something I've always not always, but something I've struggled with for over 10 years now has been depression. And I haven't gone in depth about it. That's something that I do plan on like going really deep into to just share my journey. But um, being depressed and, mm-hmm. and um, actually dealing with depression is very different. So people have different anxious seasons, or they have different depressed mm-hmm. seasons. I'm not someone who has a season, I actually deal with depression. And our guest Alicia is also something someone who has been very uh, kind and vulnerable with us this episode, she goes deep into hers and she's giving so many of us permission to break that silence about whatever it is that you're struggling with. So uh, we'll probably go deeper into this another episode because I I really want to get to this uh, interview. But as far as where I'm feeling for the present, today is a really good day. I'm adjusting to just getting back. I've been with family. That's why I haven't been on the pod, you guys. I've been back home. And so I'm just adjusting to me and my husband day-to-day life and just trying to get things on track in a way that feels you know good uh but well first we have to commend Courtney thank you so much for sharing with us and sharing with everyone else because um you know we talked about it a little bit with Alicia but you know some people you know just see this highlight reel on people's Instagrams or even just stuff that they choose to share on you know our platform for the podcast and so just hearing you say that thank you thank you for sharing that with not only us but with everyone else so I can't wait for you know to see where that goes you know where you dig deeper. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
But one thing I really admire about Alicia is she's done the work. She's chosen to speak out about what she is experiencing. And I think it's really going to resonate with anyone, whether you've dealt with uh, mental health challenges or not, or maybe you've dealt with career ups and downs. She really touches on so many things that I think you all are going to love. So stick tight because we need to get into our When I Sip. And it's a heavy one. So get your drinks, please. All I got is water. (laughs) This is too heavy. Iced coffee, which will just send my anxiousness through the roof. So cheers to you. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. When I sip. Cheers. So obviously there's been some really heavy hitting news that hit, you know, Hollywood in a sense. Uh, Alec Baldwin was on the mm-hmm. set of Rust and there was a shooting that happened. Um, he was uh, acting out a scene, uh, getting ready to do a scene and a gun went off and uh, wounded two people, one of them actually fatally. Um, and now the question is, how does he cope with that heaviness how is he going to bounce back in his career his professional life his personal life after such a huge tragedy yeah so you know I've been covering this story for weeks um obviously like on a professional level doing hits in London and it's Mm -hmm. really been sad um getting all the updates and having to deliver them Alec Baldwin is clearly going through emotions that I don't know if everyone can understand, but it the tragedy hits on both sides. So if you've been following mm-hmm. the news, you know that this was a, an accident. It was truly an accident. He was just testing or he was using the prop gun, did not think that it was loaded. Um, obviously, they're going deep into, you know, who is responsible for this. But naturally, anyone who's pulling the trigger is going to feel responsible for the rest of their of life. Course. And so... Personally, if I were Alec Baldwin, I I, per, I think he's handling it better than I could have. He's reached out to the family. He um, has actually been around the husband and the nine-year-old son. Mm. And they have, ex- or the husband has at least expressed that like, this is not your burden to keep. But mm. I don't know how else someone could cope with this without taking a pause. And he's taking it professionally. Mm. But taking it personally is so needed. Not I don't I don't know if I don't know how someone is supposed to bounce back after having that kind of grief. I would say therapy. I would yeah. say really maybe not trying to go through the motions of how it all played out because that's just miserable. But I think the only way I would be able to do it would have to be through therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think sometimes people don't talk about that part of resilience is making that choice. I think in this, no one would fault him if he went and did not come back uh, from this as far as the professional side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think about that other side of the family that after not that the grief is going to ever yeah. pass, but after the grief is more manageable, I'm sure they wouldn't want or I'm sure he still has dreams and aspirations and he still wants to have a life that is what he was doing this entire time. I personally think he may be dealing with, uh, he may deal with PTSD on set again. So maybe that's not even healthy to go back there. Um, So that's something he's going to have to navigate and it is his choice, but I wouldn't want to just, you know, we're giving our opinions. This is, these are people's actual lives. I wouldn't want to just be in a position where it's like, oh, pack up your bags. You know what you did? Because then that's a miserable life until you die. Like this was his life's work. So that, I think it's a personal choice. I personally don't know what I would do. I would have to get through that first year of the shock and the grief and the Mm -hmm. just deep sadness over what's happened. Totally. 
I mean, what we do know is he is back home. He's off the rust set. He's not gone mm-hmm. back. We know that he's with his family, you know, his wife, Hilaria, and, um, you know, their kids. And he's been in touch with, you know, like you guys said, the um, Helena Hutchinson's husband and the, then the son. Um, I, that's all we do know. And we do know, um, Courtney, you had mentioned he had pulled himself out of, you know, a few uh, things that he had upcoming. He pulled himself out. He has he had a documentary coming up. He's not going to be doing that. And so that's pretty much all we know. I know that they're just looking into the people who are responsible for those prop set um, uh, weapons. They're looking into all of that right now. And that's really the only next step that we can take. Like, I'm just feeling all the emotions for Alec and the family. And I don't want anyone to think that we're choosing a side here because Mm -hmm. there is no side. No. There, there really isn't it's just tragedy all around it really sure. is but on a more upbeat moment yeah on a more upbeat note we finally want to bring in someone who has just been so eloquent in the way that she's talked about her own personal life's ups and downs um i just can't wait for y'all to hear from her because she is a true boss lady alicia renee you all listen to this girl so excited. I know why y'all are excited. I am well, beaming. I know, I'm, I've teased, I know, I've so teased our next guest like literally for the past two episodes and I'm so freaking excited that we are able to finally accommodate both of our schedules and we have her on today. <laughs> Courtney, please, come on. We got to introduce her. <laughs> I know. So she is the ultimate boss lady. And when we all met her, we just knew we had to have her on the pod. So her name is Alicia Renee. You've probably seen her because she has been everywhere. She is an actor, TV personality. You've seen her on Guy Code, Girl Code on MTV. She ha- she is also on New Girl on Fox. And we personally met her when she was hosting Pod Sauce. So this girl is staying booked and busy. Welcome, <laughs> Alicia, to Boss Lady oh MG. Welcome, I wish I could Alicia. take y'all with me like everywhere I go because that was <laughs> great energy, great intro. I'm like, I sound special. You are special, you are special girl. <laughs> yeah, yes. Y'all some good sauce to it. I'll take it. <laughs> well, well, we'll take it. We love good energy on this pod. And you're someone that we just like instantly gravitated towards. And you're one, you're a person that talked about our strong friends episode. So we kind of want to jump off there because this show and this episode is all about resilience and showing up in your personal and professional life. So let's just kick things off with the fact that we all are the strong friend. Like we've been the strong friend we've leaned on our friends and sometimes it's not reciprocated for us so ladies I'm gonna let y'all jump right in because I know you were really excited about this yeah Alicia I want to know being a strong career driven woman how you see your friendships how you've seen your friendships evolve over the years you know it's it's that's a great question um Coming out of this global panorama. Mm. <laughs> That's what I call it too. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> everywhere, mm. everywhere. Yes. Um, coming out of this global panorama um, that we all are uh, navigating, it's really helped me to, one, realize the best way that I can show up for all my sisterships is really showing up for myself first. Mm. Um, because I hadn't done that enough. And... Mm. I know you ladies can um, understand that sentiment where you you feel like you have such a strong, resilient, um, what's the word? Um, give me the word, God. I, I feel like, like I'm good. Like I have a strong sense of self knowing mm-hmm. where, okay, I have a little more of my cup that I can empty out into this person, into that person. Mm. But I feel like I feel like 
over these over this over these last few months more specifically but really during this pandemic i was taking the time to do my shadow work heal past traumas mm. heal past wounds heal disappointments in some of my relationships that did not evolve uh the yes. way i had hoped and mm. one of the greatest relationships that i realized was not evolving was my relationship with self mm-hmm. and that's yep. when i was like yo i need to be kinder to myself, gentler to myself, more honest with myself. If a girlfriend calls me to say that I, I don't have it for you today, but also put a mandate on asking me if I even have capacity to take on what you're going to dump on me. And yes, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And, and reciprocate mm-hmm. that uh, in my relationships across board. So I think the first to answer your question, Kristen, I, I feel like one of the first things that I've learned to navigate was one, a better relationship with myself and then mm-hmm. two, having more honesty with my sisterships. Um, I'm not. I'm not in a relationship yet. I'm still out here in these horrible dating streets. So that's Ooh, why. It's ghetto. <laughs> ghetto in the, in the dating here. streets. I yes. hate it here. I don't my like husband it wants to set. All. My husband actually wants to set you up with one of his friends. So we'll have to talk off the pot Try about this. Get one. to it. Get on <laughs> it. We will talk after this. <laughs> this is tired. I, it's so funny. Yeah. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine. I, I don't, I'm not sure. If you ladies, uh, you know, keep your podcast evergreen, but, you know, because I'm definitely about to put a timestamp with this next story. But I was just talking mm-hmm. to one of my closest girlfriends uh, on the way home so I can do this interview with you guys about this party that I was at last night. It was, you know, such an industry Halloween party. And she was like, how was it? I'm like, yo, like, I, I, I mean, it was everywhere. Like, I hate I'm, 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 I'm just giving oh, you context. Oh, you're going to name drop, girl? Oh, you're going to name drop? Yes, girl. Let's hear it. I'm just giving context. I'm not trying to name drop at all. But, you know. Was it hot girl Meg? Oh, Tiana. Okay. Well, oh, I have a house line. I'm one of those people. Let me silence that. I thought I did. I thought I did. I thought I did. But, you know, we were guests of Tiana Taylor. And so we're in her section. Right behind us is Drake. And then a few tables down, actually, high key was Chris Brown. Um, so it, it, there were so many. And then Kim Kardashian was actually on the other side of our section. Mm-hmm. So it was a whole bunch of people, just a hodgepodge of people. I never felt more alone in my life. Oh, wow. And I was telling her, I'm like, yo, Keeks, like I'm sitting on the back of the, the, the couch as we do in our section. And there's a plethora of people. I mean, to the point to where, you know, Tiana had to have security, like tell people like to back up because you know, you can't navigate. Mm -hmm. And I never felt more alone in my life. I would have loved Mm -hmm. to have had a glass of wine over a great meal, an amazing conversation with a man that I'm digging. Like that would have been more of my vibe. So yeah, I went out of these streets, Nikki. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I can help you do that, I'm going to go tell my out. husband I get off of this. Like we got to we got to hurry this process up. On it. <laughs> got you. Speed it but up. <laughs> it. We're circling back to um you know, we are strong career-driven women. Has you have you seen that, you know, Courtney has talked about this often that a lot of friends that we have either are married, uh mothers and you're not in that season of life and how it's hard to have those adult friendships going through these seasons of life and life transitions. So how have you now working on yourself? How have you, you know, been able to communicate that with those those sisterhoods that you do have? Mm-hmm. It's so funny you say that because I feel like everyone enters into our relationships with a with a certain level of expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Of like what we need, what we feel like we can give, you know, to the other person. 
And as those, you know, as those personal relationships like evolve and navigate into motherhood and into being married or even becoming like seriously committed to someone, you know, dating and you don't, you're not that available to your girlfriends like you used to be. It does take um, one, a strong level of communication Mm. of this is, this is what I thought our relationship was about. This is what I, I need from you. This is what I was getting from you. And now that there's this uh, uh, growth or this evolution in one way or another, I feel like we're missing the mark here. But it also mm-hmm. takes understanding on the single friend to have compassion for the new season that your girlfriend is entering into. You know, unless she's been divorced and married before, you ladies are learning about marriage for the first time. You know, um, I don't know if any of you are mothers yet, but one day, Mm -hmm. if that's what you desire, you know, you will be. And that's a whole nother landscape that you haven't navigated. And so I would think one of my closest girlfriends, uh, she wouldn't mind me saying her name because we hashed (laughs) this out already. Danielle. Good. (laughs) One of my good girlfriends. I've known her since 2009. We've navigated wealthy seasons, broke season, her being married me being out here in these dating streets, uh, her divorcing, getting remarried, me going through years of ex- intensive therapy to heal and become a different version of myself. And then we yeah. realized at some point she was going here and I was going here, but we weren't going here. Yes. We were growing parallel, but at no point were we converging to grow mm-hmm. together. We were evolving in different spaces. Because just because your girlfriend is married doesn't mean that she's being filled and fulfilled in that marriage. And I'm not saying that this is indicative to her, you know, Mm -hmm, I'm not speaking mm -hmm. about her marriage in general. I'm just, yes, in general, for sure. Um, and just because your girlfriend is single doesn't mean that she's not doing the work to grow and evolve. And Mm -hmm. so we did have one conversation where she needed something from me, an ear advice, uh, comfort that I assumed she was getting from her husband. Cause I'm like, yo, like, that's our job as girlfriends. We, you know, be there and support. And hopefully one day you meet a man that you love and we just kick you down the aisle here. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One less person I got to worry about, you know, but I did not realize that I was still her person. And there was something in our sisterhood that she still needed that I was not fulfilling. Mm. And for me, I wanted a little more consideration like if she were on my side of town, because they live off in the valley, as a lot of yeah. married families do, you know, they go off mm-hmm. into the valley because you get more bang for your buck in L.A. Right. Uh, for those right. of your listeners that don't know this L.A. market. <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of felt rebuffed when I would see on the gram, because the gram tells it all, that mm-hmm. she would make trips, you know, to go see friends on my side of the hill, but not even think to drop in on me. Yeah. Right. So it was a, uh, you're already married. You're busy in your business. I'm busy in my business. I'm single and looking for love, but I still want you to consider me. And she still yeah. wanted me to hold space for her and to comfort her in a way that I thought her husband would. 
Isn't it interesting how we make assumptions in our friendships? And that's the Mm -hmm. part where when you're you're talking about self and working on yourself, we don't know what each person is individually doing. So everyone's making up these scenarios in their heads. And I really wish someone would have told me that adult friendships are so hard. Adult friendships are something you have to work at, similar to how you have to work at marriage. Like it can start Mm -hmm. off beautifully, but there are those ups and downs. And sometimes you don't know how to navigate it if you started one way where maybe you were going out with your girlfriend maybe you're some college and you didn't have mm-hmm. as many responsibilities you don't know how to navigate it so now that you know some of these things and you have you know kind of rekindled that relationship mm-hmm. what would you do differently in some of maybe your other re- relationships that didn't pan out the way you had expected them to I think I would do what you initially said and that's just stop assuming just trust the foundation of that relationship enough mm-hmm. that it could withstand a very difficult conversation. (laughs) And Mm, I think, you know, ultimately in all of our relationships, interpersonal, familial, romantic, uh, when, when there's a, when there's a topic that can be challenging to broach, we hesitate and essentially let offenses collect and collect and collect until you're snapping because well, bitch, you went to go get tacos down the street and you didn't even bother to like see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's I've like, seen the post. Yeah. I've seen it. And it's, yeah. and it's like, girl, it's tacos, but it's not tacos. It's the yeah, fact it's that deeper. you repetitiously come in my area and you don't even think to grab a coffee with me or, you it know, grab for tacos. See if, me, me. For I like tacos. tacos. <laughs> yes, I live tacos. So I, I think yeah. I. <laughs> but you know what, Courtney? To that extent, though, it's really hard to say that I would regret the path that. And I'm just using two of my closest girlfriends because those have been the ones that have seen the most evolution. As far as I got them both down the aisle within the same year. Um. And I am godmother to one of my girlfriends, both of her children. So, mm-hmm. you know, those two relationships more specifically really grew me up. And because yeah. I'm not in an, you know, romantic relationship with a great man yet, um, you kind of have to practice on the relationships that you have in play. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say that I regret that I wasn't as communicative early on in our relationships as I was because I would have never, we would have never had that breaking point. You know, yes, yeah, that made us both reassess and take inventory and and stock. I relate to that so much. That same scenario has happened with one of my closest friends, and you need that evolution and you need those down moments in order to appreciate where you're going. But Mm -hmm. can we talk briefly about our own babies? I know we're not mothers, but our (laughs) babies have been our careers. I can say that for all of us that we have, you know, done many things, we've we've gone through the struggles, we've seen the highest highs and the lowest lows, and not everybody can quite understand that. And that's why we started Boss Lady Mm -hmm. Energy, so we can have more meaningful conversations about that journey and about those career-driven women. So just take our listeners through kind of your catalog and how you got started in the entertainment industry. Like, was this something you wanted to do when you were younger? No, I was going to school for law, um, criminal law oh, at that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was like, I'm getting everybody. Matlock raised me, law and order. Yeah. You know, yes, law and order. <laughs> oh, almost went back. It's got to be crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was going to school for law. And then at the last minute, but I was so miserable, mainly because I'm the eldest granddaughter and my family very much so Southern. 
you know, you have to set the example for all the younger ones. So I felt pressured to uh, further and continue on my education down a path that just was not speaking to my spirit uh, yeah. or what I thought was my purpose or felt was my purpose at that time. And mm-hmm. at the last minute, I changed my major to visual media, mass communications, uh, ended up getting my start at BET before I could even like finish college. I'm a college wow. dropout. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> doesn't matter. I should be encouraging Successful. some people out there. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't matter. Remember your intro exactly. we just gave you, girl. Remember that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, say, I don't say that with regret. I say that because, you know, education isn't the path for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful that my parents always fostered the artist in me. I will, I will 1,000% say that. Uh, I, when I changed my, vis- my, my major to visual media and mass communications... My dad, I remember having feeling so fearful to have that conversation with him because he was in the military and, you know, it's his side of the family where we have a lot of doctors and lawyers and educators. Mm. And I'm like, uh, very traditional routes. Yeah, I mean, extremely, um, you know, and so and a lot of them are first generation like college grads because they grew up dirt poor and Mm. being able to be the first to, you know, graduate and then get a doctoral degree and you know, a law degree and all of these other things you're expected to, as the eldest granddaughter kind of follow suit, shut up and get information. But my dad was like, baby girl, I'm not surprised. I'm very proud of you. And he was 100% on board. And so I'm grateful that he gave me that before I got my start at BET, because I knew that regardless of what happened, if I had to double back and go finish my education for whatever reason, my family has me. So I'm at mm. BET. I started off uh, doing man on the street type stuff. Uh, mm. So basically like guerrilla interviews, all, uh, right. all, the, oh. <laughs> all the grunt work. And, yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, and this is one of the first early lessons I learned, your personality will take you where skill set won't. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, mm-hmm. especially in the entertainment business, you're on set a lot of times with people for, for like, 14 hour days, 14, 16 mm-hmm. hour days. Right. If you make me feel good, if you're pleasant to work with, you know, uh, if you don't require handholding, mm-hmm. right? Self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah. It, that's it. If you bring the best of you to the table, I guarantee you, you will work more than someone who is late who takes for granted the fact that they're super talented or that they have access and all of these other things. Uh, I may not have had that big break yet, but I do believe in faith that it's coming. I've done great things. I've worked with, you know, amazing comedians during my time at guy code and girl code. And I've gone, I've gone on to see Andrew Schultz. Charlemagne the God is one of my closest friends and biggest advocate and Aquafina, mm-hmm. you know, Nessa, Nicole Byer do, huge things in television and film and radio. So I know I'm in great company. Yeah. Right. Um, and for the most part, a lot of these people, Jamie, who, you know, just won a freaking Emmy, you know, for her writing on Mm. Ted Lasso. Uh A lot of these people have pulled me into projects that they're doing over here and over there simply because they loved our time together. Right. So that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So just going through that, navigating that space of entertainment, the first and strongest lesson that I learned was bringing the best and highest version of myself 
to set. And quite honestly, Courtney, Nikki, Kristen, when I take on a project, I think and I pray that I give more to that situation than I take away. And if I do that, then I know I did a damn good job. That's good. That's good to carry. And your Palo Santo, right? You got to bring that with you. Have to. What do you light that dish up? Sage, I got the whole rack Girl. right here. Pivot yep. my camera. I know. Two different. Kristen has hers pulled out right now. Always. Like, oh, she's coming on today. Always. Like one up for her, girl. That's um, the atmosphere. Keep <laughs> it cute. You know, um, something that struck a chord with me when you were talking is you said, you know, you're around this great company. You just haven't had your break yet, but they're trying to give you these, you know, legs up and trying to introduce you to bigger projects. You know, what keeps you going? What is your motivation? You know, I constantly, it's that knowing this, that it's that knowing this, that there's something, there's something greater than where I currently am. And it's such a curious question to ask me during a time like this. It's gloomy outside. I'm an artist. And in the words of Erica Badu, I'm sensitive about my shit. Ooh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Can we curse here? I didn't even Yes, know. we can. Yes, we can. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll try not to. Uh, and so you'll hear more no's as an actor than you'll hear yes. Right. But I think the thing that keeps me going is because I have so many people who have invested in me, who believe in me, who carve out space for me in their seasons of yes. Yeah. Not necessarily saying that that thing will be the thing that will bring me to the forefront and will allow me to have opportunity, you know, have opportunities to extend to other people, but just to be able to keep going. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want them to feel like, and I've never quit a thing a day in my life, not even bad abusive relationships that I should have quit. Yeah. Yeah. But this is where my relationship with my higher power fully comes into play. I say that jokingly, you know, now because those things don't affect me. And I'm I'm so far removed from that version of myself that I can uh, say and revisit those moments of pain and it doesn't have that same effect. So I'm not trying to say that cavalier for... Uh, you know, yeah, but you're talking made... about healing. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about yeah. you've healed from. Mm-hmm. So far, so far healed and removed from it. But that's honestly, yeah. Nikki, where my relationship with my higher power comes into play. I say, I'll say all that to say to answer your question. Um, I believe that he loves me and I believe that there is something greater than what I've already accomplished. I don't believe that he took me through loss and pain and publicly being rejected. I mean, I publicly lost my house in Mm. New York. I publicly went through eviction. I publicly went through a car repossession. I publicly had to borrow rent money from Roxy Diaz and from Charlemagne the God. Like I publicly had Ty Hunter, you know, send clothes to me from one of his biggest artists who was without saying her name, but we're all a part of the hive. Um, Just so that I could walk, walk a carpet and look, look the part so I can look like what they saw. That's it. But because Mm. those seasons were so heavy and hard, sorry. Nope. Reel it in, bitch. You're not about to cry. (laughs) Um, Because those seasons were so heavy and hard, I couldn't see myself. And so I was like, why am I continuing on? Mm -hmm. But then God sends you all those people to not to not take away that pain because that pain is that pain and it's still yours to carry. 
Right. It's humiliating to have to borrow money from other people. It's humiliating to lose your home. It's humiliating to, you know, have more money than going out than what's coming in and you end up losing everything. Yeah. And this is while the, you know, the top part of Guy Code was running. Wow. But you got to fake it till you make it. Sometimes you do. And thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable about about it Mm -hmm. because I've been in seasons of public failure. And I personally want to touch on that because I know other people that are listening probably resonated hard with what you're saying, but others can't really um, feel it the same way that we felt it. So can you just let's just stop there on the failure part, experiencing that. Um, how were you able to keep going and take it to the next level when you're experiencing so much loss? Was it therapy? Was it the fact that those people gave you um, a hand? Because I know there are moments I just can sit on my couch. I don't mm-hmm. know when the next gig is coming. I don't know when I'm going to get out of this. I'm, I don't know when the embarrassment is going to let off. Like, how mm-hmm. do you move past that next phase? You know, full transparency, and this is the first time that I've actually said this out loud. So, you know, just be gentle, be gentle with me. Um, parts of me are are still trying to navigate out of that space, if I'm honest. Mm. When you go through, especially in this day and age where we have social media and Instagram and Twitter, and it's such a beautiful highlight reel of everyone's lives, mm-hmm. Right. People aren't often saying, and this was the day that I was in the canyon and I, and I can speak about this story because, you know, we've talked about it openly, this person I'm about to mention, but mm-hmm. I was in the canyon, you know, trying to uh, big up one of my good girlfriends, uh, Miata. Miata is the publicist for like Kanye West and her husband mm-hmm. is his longtime manager, John Monopoly. So my fancy friends, as I used to call Mm -hmm. them, because they're like, stop saying we're fancy friends because that means you're not fancy, too. So just even having that, like a village of people around that correct your language when your speech Mm. isn't speaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, in your mind, you're like, yo, like, but I look at you here and it's like, okay, but that doesn't make you down here. Mm -hmm. You're putting yourself down here. Right. We see you. You may not be able to see yourself. Like, I get it. Like, you know, we came out of the canyon. We're looking for my car. And I'm like, bitch, I know I parked it right here. Where's my car? They found me. The repo man found me. And (laughs) and her husband had to come and pick us up from the side. I mean, I was mortified. So I think the thing for me, Courtney, this is why I'm saying, and mind you, this was back in 2012. It's 2021. But because it was incessant, like losing your job, having to borrow rent money and, you know, losing your apartment. And now your car is repossessed. I lost four family members back to back to back. And then I lost my grandmother who was the the first person that was there for me when I was talking about my, you know, abuse as a child. And Mm -hmm. you lose all Mm -hmm. of these anchors publicly. It takes something from you. It does. It, It takes it takes a bit of your confidence. It takes a bit of your faith. If I'm, if I'm completely honest and I, Ooh, yes. I know I can be honest about that, even though people who know me and have followed my path know that I am devout in my faith, but sometimes there is not sometimes, but there is no harder and heavier feeling than feeling like the God you serve is indifferent to your pain. And every part of you is like, are you there? God is me, Margaret Ann. <laughs> Shout out to Judy yeah. Blue. <laughs> 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 Judy Blue. 
got me in tears, but holy yeah. shit, you know, because there's been seasons of life that just all three of us have been going through for the past two years with this podcast even yeah. and stuff off the mic and God, it just resonate. You really do that. What you just said really did hit home for, I feel like all three of us. Thank you. Yeah. No, sometimes, especially going back on the faith mm-hmm. thing, it feels like, God, when is it going to be my turn? Am I doing things correctly? Why do I have to keep being the guinea right. pig? Man, I serve you. Like, should I be out in these streets not serving? Because no, you know what's even worse? it's hard. It's, it's, sorry, Courtney, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know what's even worse than that? Serving, serving people who then hurt you. I have literally held a couple people while they were in a really hard season, prayed mm-hmm. over them, cried with them, cried for them. But I knew that there was an assignment. They were meant to be in my life, both to teach me and I was meant to be in their life to help protect them. And then you turn around and it's like, you're seeing God blessing them left and right. And it's like, oh, what are we doing here? Good sir. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that they're of the devil. I'm not trying to say that, but you know, we constantly have to reassess, are we in a reaping season or a sowing season? And it's not to say that when bad things happen to us, that those things are deserved because I fully believe that even that will work out for our good with your podcast, wherever it is, if it's not where you desire for it to be, just the fact that you ladies are showing up and as women are willing to be vulnerable, are willing to be open, are willing to use your tools, your resources, your knowledge of your perspective lanes for, you know, marriage, Mm -hmm. career, the balance of those friendships to help someone else maybe navigate a lighter path. Something in me has to believe that, that your higher power, God, the universe, however you want to subscribe for me, it's God will honor that. Mm-hmm. That it's not in vain. And even when it feels like it's in vain, if you could just be still, that's one of the biggest things I've taught myself. When I don't have anything good to say about myself or my situation, I'm just going to sit down and shut up. I'm just going to be still. Mm. Yep. Because wow. if I talk, I may say something that, because I do believe that life and death are in the power of the tongue. I do believe that there's, Wherever your your mouth, wherever your thoughts go, your mouth will go and your life will follow. Mm-hmm, right? right. So you can't exactly. help if challenging thoughts rise up in your mind, but you don't have to speak it. You can stop it right yep. there. You can just it. shut up and be still. That's it. You could just wait. I mean, uh-huh. and I, I was gonna say you're spot on with everything, but also this whole conversation has just brought up another topic that I feel so many of us are now finally normalizing just a little bit and it's it's mental health and <laughs> despite the panorama before the <laughs> all of that happened we were all in silence in a lot of ways you've mm-hmm. briefly been open with us about your struggles with depression can you touch yeah. on that and how you are navigating that because I don't want to say overcome especially I'll yeah. speak for myself I'm very much still in it so yeah. how are you navigating it? Oh, yeah. Ashwagandha stays on deck. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe in, a, in an adaptogen, honey. Um, <laughs> balance all these hormones out. Yes, girl. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, uh, yes, still currently navigating the landscape. I remember the first time I had a panic attack. Mm. I had an audition. I still lived in New York. And if anyone knows the landscape of New York, I lived in New Jersey. 
So yeah. you'd have to cross the JW and then the BQE just to get to the, I had no money and it was like $13. I had a Honda pilot SUV. So that was a gas tank and Hondas are oh. great on gas, but they take gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you and had one the, in New York too. God, yeah, you honey, <laughs> when I'm ready to go, I'm ready places. to go. I'm one, of, I'm one of those people. When I'm ready to leave, I want my car outside and I got yep. to go. Yeah. Couldn't even afford to have it. And I was just at this point of like consecutive losses, one on the heels of the other. And I'm watching as other people are elevating and being ungrateful, quite honestly, and unappreciative. I can still remember that season like it was yesterday. So I'm not saying that from a place of still feeling it. It's just I, I and I, maybe that's the actor in me. I can recall emotion immediately. Yep. Yeah. And so I, just, I, I started shaking. At the, I had to pull over on the side of the BQE. Because I had my very first, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I need this audition. I can't afford to, I can't even afford to get to the audition. I can't even afford to get to the opportunity. Kim Coleman, she was casting this project for Spike Lee, for HBO. To this day, she's one of my biggest advocates. Because I got there and I just broke down crying in front of a woman that I needed to get this job from. And she was like, what's going on? And that was my first time because I'd never had a panic attack or anxiety attack before that moment. That was my first time saying out loud, I'm not okay. And I feel like the world, the walls are closing in on me. And so that's where looking back, I can enumerate this happened and then that happened. This happened and then that happened where there was beauty for the ashes in my life, right? I have mm-hmm. a panic attack on the way to one of the, my biggest auditions. It didn't go anywhere, but I gained an advocate from one of the biggest casting directors. Mm-hmm. And so just to fully answer your question, when it comes to my mental health, I owe it to myself to articulate if I'm not okay. Yeah. Because I can't serve, I can't do what I said to God, I was going to do with every single platform and opportunity if he would just let my feet get in the door. Mm-hmm. As I, I promise, I promise I will use it to the highest and the best of my ability. And I won't be afraid to speak about you. And so I can't talk about the goodness of God without acknowledging the challenges that come along in my life and how I'm still trying to figure out how to mentally and emotionally and spiritually navigate those waters. I can't say I do it successfully. I can't say that maybe I should have been further along in my career if I went left instead of right, or if I took this shortcut, repented and prayed about it later, maybe things would be better. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you wouldn't have felt the way that you do now and have done the shadow work and built that self love as much as you I have. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with Kristen. you girl. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. know. There are times where it does really feel like, man, that shortcut really feels like I could have done that. You know, I, I, I talked to one of my, my closest girlfriends, Felicia Butterfield. She did this whole book mm-hmm. to women who are trying to balance life and career. And she asked me for a quote. And I said, the only thing I can think of is that taking the stairs is so hard. 
that is truly the road less traveled Mm -hmm. saying instead of compromising my integrity or instead of screwing over or screwing whomever to get Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to take because let me tell you something your favorite's favorite was trying to Get at your girl when I was young and fresh, <laughs> you know, to BT, and I'm con- I, I constantly, or even at MTV, and I'm constantly going through my mind, like God, like you know, my life may be significantly further along if I had just, you know, let someone tickle my balls. I'm just playing, no, but I don't think. I mean, let's just keep it funky. Like we're uh, not, yeah. gonna, we, we we can't act like that's some truth. We haven't had those moments where we negotiated with ourselves. Can I take this shortcut and still be okay in the morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm the only person on that branch, then live a little longer. Yeah. We are the, the same reality, branch. I mean, the, the reality is it is hard being an integrous person in this day and age. And that's not even relegated to the entertainment industry. That is every woman who mm-hmm. punches a nine to five clock. Mm-hmm. That is every woman, hell, who's, uh, uh, at home trying to finish her education and raise kids right. to not take any kind of shortcut in life. It is hard. Mm-hmm. It is the road less traveled. There isn't traffic on that lane. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that lane can feel so lonely and so isolating and so struggle field. But the difference is because we didn't take the escalator because we didn't because we didn't take the elevator let alone the escalator because we took the stairs mm. we got our win game strong you can't match me when it comes to endurance i'm mm-hmm. telling you mm-hmm. you can't match me when it comes to mental and emotional strategies to steal everything around me so that i can hear clearly from myself of myself for myself you can't match me when it comes to my intuition because I took the freaking stairs yeah, yeah. and yes, it's yeah. tiresome and frustrating, but I have endurance. I have peace with myself. Mm. I have a sense of pride that everything I have in my life, though it may be small in comparison to other people, but is significantly more than enough in the eyes of mm-hmm. other people. I've earned every bit of it. No one gave yeah. me anything. I didn't take the shortcut and sleep my way to anything. I'm not, you know, with a A-list boyfriend that's his name is providing my platform. And I'm not trying yeah. to downplay any woman that did these things to each their own. But that's not I'm what you're saying. Did. It's a different set of tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way you talk about it, Alicia, I think people who d- are embarrassed or feel like they can't, you know, even face their family or whatever it may be in the low points of their life that maybe they failed at things or whatever it may be, you know, your honesty and, and the clout you do have that you may not give yourself credit for, um, is very impactful and very important. And I think even to us three hearing you talk like this gives us, I don't mean to speak for the other ladies, but at least gives me some like confidence to share when I've failed or whatever, like experience I've, I've personally gone through, like seeing you, hearing you, you're in a different headspace. Your spirit is healed. Like maybe not fully, the healing never ends. I truly don't believe we're always healing, but you are in a different Mm. space. Just hearing you talk about those things. There's no spite. There's 
confidence, there's pride, like you were saying, and that is huge. And I hope you know, like your platform Mm -hmm. and you talking about depression and mental health and going through all of these failures is only going to make you loved and appreciated. And the, when you get to where you think you want to be, because we think you're great, it will be that much sweeter because you are (laughs) become and you continue to evolve. And I just hearing you talk, you'd treat the janitor the way you'd treat the president. You know, Mm. you're that type of person. You have got the goods. And, and I hope you know that it's, it's really impactful the way that you speak. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It is. I'm going to make me crack. We are not. We we have that. We listen, have that effect on people. Listen. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I, That's a talent. I would. I would much rather be the Alicia Renee. I would much rather be the Tabitha Browns. The people who have. It's taken mm-hmm. longer to get that success, but when your star is shining, it's shining brighter yeah. than anybody could even imagine. I would much rather that than have taken, as you said, the escalator, the elevator, and those are short-lived mm-hmm. periods of time that you didn't yeah. earn because even if the world thinks that oh they, they were a success in that moment you will come crashing mm-hmm. down there's a difference between that endurance that the alicia renee's of the world have mm-hmm. endured once they hit that moment there it's only going mm-hmm. up so these low moments are are low and they feel real real low <laughs> but i would much rather the stairs yes. to the top and stay there than to get to the stairs and go down yeah. and die you know come crashing down yeah of course. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you for that. A little bit that you do share about your struggles of mental health and depression. I know you said social media is like a highlight reel for people, but there are some moments when I catch you on your story or I catch your quotes on your, your grid and you do keep it 100. And there are so many people who suffer in Thank silence you. and who yes. don't have that, you know, um, I guess, confidence to even address how to even handle maybe seeking help or when they need to know that they are, you know, need to go get help. And those are some challenges that you may not know that you're doing, but there are some quotes that I've even like saved and read when I needed it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate really? you Thank for being you. very raw <laughs> and real on your inter- Instagram because like you said, it's a highlight reel, but when people are real and raw, it, it you feel it, it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do feel it. It's, it's a, life is, <laughs> thank you. Thank y'all so much. Oh, all my Houston came out. Thank y'all. <laughs> um, thank you ladies so much for that. And I received that. Um, and I needed, I guess I really needed to hear that too. Uh, Cause sometimes you, you, you do wonder there's the other side of the coin of you wonder if you are being effective. I want to be effective and not infective. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you talk about your life's experiences, it, it can really go one or two ways. It, you can affect change and you can inspire people, hopefully not just women, more specifically women, but hopefully not just women you can inspire them to dig deeper, to stay in it a little bit longer, to have a little more resilience, to do the work, go to therapy, uh, be unapologetic in things that make you happy and understanding that no really is a complete sentence. I don't mm-hmm. care who it is, moms, dads, you know, lovers, partners, everyone can get that work when it comes to saying no, full stop. Um, and so hearing y'all say that Even if, and I mean this, even if y'all are the only people that I share those pieces with and it means something and it shifts something in your life, then to God be the glory. 
then I then I'm doing what I told him I'll do and I'm keeping my word. So that makes it worthwhile because sometimes it is it's hard. Yeah. I was gonna say, but you gotta go through those things to to learn how to war. Yeah. You you can't know how to fight if you never had to go to a battle. Yeah. So absolutely. I was going to say, I can't have you here and not talk about this because you are someone that has been hustling and doing your thing and having many successes in this industry. But as a black woman in this industry, that is a <laughs> whole different struggle. I'm going to speak for myself. Sometimes it does feel like you have an extra strike against you. Yeah. Can you talk about your experiences in corporate spaces? Now, mm-hmm. Like we just had an episode, the ladies were talking about the great resignation and how people are now figuring out what their purpose is. How um, was your experience in those corporate spaces? And is there any advice on how we should navigate these waters in the future based on your experience? It's so funny. I used to get (laughs) such that this is where I learned how to code switch when it came to communicating with other coworkers. Uh, And I kind of like I, I, I didn't get my start in the business until I was 21. So up until then, like I've had a job since I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So I've had experience working in a corporate setting. I've had a nine to five. I've worked extensively, obviously, in the entertainment capacity, but the the rules of the engagement never change. You know, you can be young, attractive, smart, and charismatic. And the moment you have an issue about one particular thing, you're the angry black woman in the room. I could have been Susie Sunshine six days of the week. And... Well, five days of the week, sorry. No, four days of the week, sorry. <laughs> four days of the week, I could show up to my nine to five giving you the, the Anita Baker special, the best that I got. And the one day you come to work with your humanity, with your humanness, your human experience of traffic was trash or maybe your that family who's sick, whatever that narrative may be. Mm-hmm. And you're not your highest self that day, you're the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. And it was that, or it was, yeah, girl, when I'm talking to one of my white counterparts and for whatever reason, they think they have to soul sister talk me, which would just yeah. get in, in my crawl. Cause I don't even talk like that. Like right. I know how to talk when I'm talking to my people, but for the most part, I'm out here using the King's English. You can throw it right back at me. What are we doing? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> The good King's English. What are we doing? But just the biggest, the biggest tool and takeaway that I can say to women, more specifically the women of color, is there is no greater time. And I had this conversation actually with Pam, Pam Russo, who is my boss over at Mm -hmm. Odyssey for the show Pot Sauce that I do. White woman, Italian, strong. I mean, strong. I love me a good strong woman. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was, we were having a conflict about certain elements of our show. And I sat back and I looked, I'm like, this feels really good. More specifically to having a conversation opposite another woman, but a woman who doesn't look anything like me. She's like, what? I'm like, being able to articulate my displeasure about something and not instantly be reduced to combative, angry, argumentative, and difficult things that quite honestly can kill a woman's career, but more specifically, Courtney, a black Mm -hmm. woman's career. And I told her, I said, you know, this is the first time. And I say this with no shade because I worked at BET for many years. 
So what I'm about to say, I mean it. This was the first time, first time, let that sink in. Even when I was working amongst my own people, mm-hmm. this is the first time that I feel heard and validated and appreciated and supported to be myself. Mm. I don't Even know that grace that, to be human. Fucking have an experience. Like I, as creatives, we bring our vision to the table of how we want something to be executed, how we feel like we could bring the tools that we have to the table to please you. Cause you hired me to do a job. And then when those stumbling blocks are placed or those hurdles or the opposition to make it harder, whatever that narrative may be. And you try to say, well, not this, but maybe let's try this way. And you're instantly just reduced. Mm-hmm. But to be able to have that interaction. And not only is it heard, heated, but also to some degree, certain things are implemented. That you, what? Right. Where did I do that? You know? Where did I do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Inclusion and equality. That is what you had. Well, Yes. Even that is a buzzword. I was just yeah. in my face. I was like, yes. But how come it can't just be, just treat me like a freaking human being? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I don't want the, ha- I don't want to have the whole be colorblind because no, teach your kids to see color. People need to teach people to see color, see mm-hmm. color because with color comes context and understanding and knowledge and how to navigate. Right. I wish for the day that it's just par for the course. That there isn't a microaggression attached to it that I'm going to extend a little more grace to you because you're of color. And Mm. the time right now is to be more inclusive and to be more like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to be able to operate in this space and give you the best that I have. And even if we disagree on something, we can respectfully disagree and it doesn't have to be attached to I'm going to give you grace because I don't want to get canceled. Yep. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I I completely understand. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm I'm hoping that we really are having the deeper conversations about inclusivity and, um, you know, equality for reasons that are moving us forward, not to just tick off boxes again, because as we as we saw from 2020, it all came to a head that these microaggressions Mm -hmm. and all of the things that we were experiencing, but weren't being heard about. Oh, now let's fix it. But is it being fixed or is it being uh, is it a quick It's being pacified? It's being pacified and it's being uh, timely entertained. But Mm -hmm. you look at some of these, your C-suite still hasn't changed. Your board still looks white and boring and old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. when you your look senior, at, huh? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, your senior roles, the ones that we were saying, oh, we need this amount of people. That's ticking boxes. We don't need mm-hmm. senior roles that are senior roles of diversity and inclusion. We need senior roles in rooms that you don't want to have these conversations. You feel uncomfortable having those conversations with us. We need to yes. have that level of of power in a sense, in order to make real change, let's not, as you said, pacify it. Yeah, Court, but you know what? I want it all. I want, yeah. I, 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 I want it all. I, yeah. I, I want to purchase from brands. I want to, because I also, you know, just during my time as a TV personality, I, I'm fully aware with integrated marketing. I work so closely with, you know, whitewashed brands. And I'm not saying that to make everything about race, but just for context, like with Wrigley's, mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to hear, you know, you're the first person that they've ever used to host <sighs> their products. First uh, person, They've never, 
well, I mean of color. Uh, I want to be, I want to be in these meetings and you're not pandering to the black experience and the black audience. You find authentic, authentic viability in the black dollar, in the black community. And you authentically want to incorporate their community, their experiences, and how to promote your product. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is, you know, I want to be able to walk into a space with all my big old hair, big hair don't care, hello, somebody. Yeah, and not yes. hello. And not get the from a white person, though well intended, I, I guess. Can I touch your hair? How much product do you have to use to make your hair manageable? Because you oh my God. you wouldn't even get you wouldn't even get that experience anyways. And <sighs> it kind of comes off, sis, <laughs> as you looking, <laughs> seeing my hair as an experiment versus yeah. a beautiful extension of me. Yeah. And when you wow. know, and when you fully immerse and educate yourself about the black experience, you recognize that we do view our hair as our crown. Black women out by any other ethnic group when it comes to beauty and lifestyle, yet we are so misunderrepresented in the beauty and lifestyle space. We're underfunded when it comes to getting our businesses off the ground, be it hair or beauty or lifestyle, but we spend our money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So come well, see me I, when you get that. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, there, I mean, this is a whole other conversation that could go very far, but I want to reel us in because Alicia, we said your resume off the top, but we know you got a new project going on, girl. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about Grand Crew? Oh, well, Grand Crew, I just reek her on that show, girl. That's not even my show, child. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, She's like, just project, casual. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. quick, quick passing through. Um, the project I'm actually really excited about is called Unleash for Love. And that's a, a partnership. And I can mention this part because uh, they've spoken about it. But um, Kevin Hart and Charlamagne the God have a joint venture together uh, with Audible. And so what? this is a project huh. that, yeah, this is a project I wrote uh, well, co-wrote with one of my very good girlfriends, Sarita Wesley. She co-created, should I say. She did the writing. I'm like, hold on, let me oh, backtrack yeah. before she uh, <laughs> calls me with all the, all the smoke. No. I don't want the smoke. But I co-created it with her. She uh, pushed her pen so beautifully to where we sold it. And so this is my first time being in that space that we talked about before. Now, I don't know how how well this will resonate with people. I don't know. It's a scripted podcast. Uh, scripted podcast is a new foray. For, foray? My, my accent sometimes gets in the way, but it's a new experience for the most part. So I don't, I don't know how well people will receive it or not, but it feels good mm. to say that I will be hiring writers, directors, yes. voice actors. You know, it feels good that... Yes, the, Yes. Yes. That's big yes. boss lady energy. If I should say so. Myself. Oh, yes, all right. <laughs> what is it called again? So we can be on the lookout for it. What is it called? It's called Unleash for Love. All right. Oh, so I can't wait. I can't. Me wow. Either. Employing other people. That's a new level, Alicia. We were talking I about like next it. level earlier, but that's a new level. <laughs> it wow. feels good. It feels yeah. And for good. all the I'm listeners. Like, no, like, 
Yeah, and even Alicia, <laughs> we're going to have you on again. I'm just telling you, you may be a reoccurring guest on yeah. this podcast because we love you so we much. Got deep. We, need, we yeah. got deep. We need we to get deeper. Moments <laughs> we could do a whole episode Whoa. on of your game. Thank y'all. Yes. Thank y'all so much. Well, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. I, I'm sorry if I get long-winded. Sometimes certain parts of the journey, you don't want to curtail it because you're not doing no. that experience justice. Um, but I really appreciate what you ladies are doing. And um, I even more so am very grateful that you extended your platform over to me uh, so that hopefully the things that I've gone through and hopefully the things that I say uh, will give some woman out there some water in her desert. So thank y'all so much. No, thank you. I mean, you've given so much. Let's let's end it there. Alicia. Mm. You have been incredible. We are cheering you on every step of the way. Thank you for being a boss lady in your day to day and truly being vulnerable because that is where you get strength. So thank you for giving that to us today, pouring into us. And hopefully we said something to you that poured into you. Wow. I'm just I'm truly (laughs) floored by this experience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you all for having me. I love y'all. We and Nikki, oh, we love you too. get on it. Tell your husband, get on it. This is yeah. pulling my oh, glasses girl. down. <laughs> I'm going to have to get your number from Courtney <laughs> so I can send you the pictures. Make sure you're okay with it. You know? <laughs> oh, fair. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yes, yes. Set it up. Set it up. We got a love connection coming. Let's hope. Let's hope. And if it don't go well, uh, that's on Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> we were not a part of that. Very fair. Very fair. <laughs> All right. Well, love. Bye. Yes. All around, I felt so good. But something that she said um, that hit home for me was talking nicer to herself. And in her healing process, she's given herself a lot of grace and realized like she needs to talk to herself better. And I have an example for me. Um, recently, like I put something somewhere and I, I misplaced something and I got so angry at myself and when I do that I'm like throwing things around and I'm shaking out my purse I'm trying to find this thing and I'm like you idiot and I talk to myself that way even all the find this thing and I'm like you idiot and I talk to myself that way even all the panoramic um it's still it's still I get at this anger and I'm trying to release my anger I I do not have anger like I'm talking to myself as if I don't and hearing her talk from the other side and how she's dealt with it and also then seeing Nikki actually in action this weekend I stayed with her because we had a wedding we were at and she was closest to it and she was so kind to let us sleep on her couches thank you so much um she lost her keys and Mm -hmm. I saw this play out in in real time and she was like where are my keys? You know, so calm about it. And I commended her because I saw it and I'm like, Hey, like I, you are amazing. I, I would be furious at myself and talking down to myself and hearing Alicia say that too, like why it's silly to, you know, be, to talk to yourself that way. If, you know, it's not your, well, it's your fault, but like why right. put double down on yourself and make yourself feel worse. And, and hearing, right. you know, Nick go through, seeing Nick go through it and then hearing you know, Alicia talk about how she's given herself more love and self-love. And I'm like, wow, I really still have a lot of work to do on me. Like I'm doing well with my other relationships, but am I? Because I'm not working on me. So that really struck a chord and, and I need to work on that a lot more. (laughs) I've realized. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That was really a good one. 
I think for me, the Strong Friends episode was a really good one for me, but I think right now I'm going through sort of adult relationships, friendships, and maintaining those friendships because there are a few friendships in my life that I feel like are um, being held on by a a thread. And uh, neither Mm. one of the parties are at a point where they're – willing to step up to the plate and actually have that adult conversation that needs to be had. And Alicia was, you know, right off the bat was saying, you know, there are different, you know, she, she mentioned a specific person for her, but she said, you know, there was two people her and one of her friends, they were operating and going down this life path parallel, but neither one of their paths were going Mm. back to each other. Like they were really close. Then they like went apart and then never really reconnected. And I think that, you know, just hearing someone else say like, it's okay to, have that conversation and the outcome may be that you guys are just acquaintances at the end of the day. You may not be friends again or as close as you were. And that's cool. And that's gravy. And I feel like I really need to do what I have to do in the relationships that I do feel like are not serving me. Something that I'm doing for 2022 is I'm, I'm going to stop saying yes. And I'm going to start saying no. And I'm going to start like, I need to do what's good for me. And I know that I've said that previous but now is really the time where I'm like I really need to evaluate this friendship and see if it what it's doing for me because to be honest it's really just causing me a Mm. lot of stress so yeah I'm right there with you Nick I uh, before we had Alicia on that's the area of life that I had been working on and well it feels like I've been working on it for years but like the way that I've been very intentional about being careful with just cutting people off or even like navigating those waters with friendships when it is one-sided I've realized that once you take that break away from a friendship and you come back and it's still the same, it's no longer just, it's no longer you, you, you have to make definitive decisions. And so I'm right there with you, Nick, on just being very clear that there are some, as sad as it is, there are some adult friendships that have expiration dates and it's okay. And it doesn't have to be nasty. Um, And there are those that you really do work on, but both people have to want to work at it. Um, so I, I, that resonated with me real hard too. I think another thing Alicia said, y'all, what she said a lot, but one thing that really struck a chord with me was how she was even handling, um, the industry in her career and talking about failure and faith and how sometimes people believe like, oh, you know, when you have faith, like you have this positive perspective or, you know, you, you know, you always go to God and you think that things are going to be a certain way. But her having those real conversations about how she felt is how I talk to God. And I'm just like, wow, like, thank you for being so raw and real about it. Because sometimes people are just like, well, you just, I don't know how you do it, but you just handle it so well, or, or you bounce back. And I admire how you're so positive, even though all this, these things have happened. And it's like, yeah, but on the back end, let's just let's be human for a second and say that that's not always the case. And so the fact that she has been able to call out the people in her life that have affirmed her that she's on the right path, and that she does similar to what Kristen said, she would talk to herself in an unkind way when she was dealing with those failures publicly to have people that really pushed her to keep going and told her that like, girl, you're not at a level lower. You're here. You have to see yourself here. That really struck a chord because oftentimes you do want to be affirmed by others in order to know that you're there. And and sometimes you don't hear that. Sometimes you have that deep imposter syndrome and you can't even Mm -hmm. see yourself on that same level because all you're seeing is what's going Mm -hmm. on in your personal life. And so for her to be able to break it down that way so Mm -hmm. eloquently was just like, girl, wow, where you been, twin? Like, (laughs) seriously, 
I just, I really, yeah. I really think this Aww. episode, it if it resonated with us this way, I'm hoping that it really helped you all who are listening and that y'all replay this, share it with a friend, yeah. share it with someone that you know that is a boss lady because it is going to change lives. Yes. And on that note, we will see you guys all next week on another episode of BLE. Bye, guys. Bye. Start your week off with some Boss Lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pods.